Hello, and welcome to the Work Rate Podcast. My name is Mike Fenn, this is Brad Hardcastle, and this is our AEW Dynamite Review. How you doing? I am doing quite excellent. How are you doing today, Mike? I'm doing well, I'm doing well. Um, busy day, but uh, I am all caught up and ready to go. Yes, I had a very busy day too. Like, 30 people at my work have covid so it's oh, just Jesus Christ. So it's just been super busy and it's at the end of the month so it's even more busy. Yeah, I can imagine. That's that sounds like a nightmare. Mm-hmm. Still going well, I didn't have though. anything. <laughs> I didn't have anything like that. I just have a I've got a freelance job coming and I was supposed to hear from the person with essentially the brief for what I have the job that I have to do. But he was supposed to get it to me last night, and I still don't have it. So That's always fun. <laughs> yeah, it is. It just means I'm working a lot on the weekend, which is okay. I wasn't going to be doing anything else anyways. Yeah. All right. So, so news this week. Not much news this week um, in terms of uh, stuff that goes into this section. There's one little bit that came out today that's it, it's AW-related. Uh, not necessarily AEW, and that is that um, Alex Shelley released, uh, I guess essentially he cleared the record on Twitter as to where he was for Hard to Kill and why he hasn't been wrestling, and it's because he works as a frontline worker as a physical therapy clinician. Mm-hmm. or So he works in physical therapy, he's working with people who are sick or injured on a daily basis in a place that has to be sterile. And that is his, that's his primary job. And, um, wrestling is also his job, but he's not under contract. So he has to prioritize his, uh, his office. So that's what he's doing right now. And uh, I give kudos to him for, I don't know if he necessarily made that decision or if his office made that decision, but I'm glad that he did make that decision. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, it's really cool. So good for him, and that's cool that that is his. I don't even want to call it his side gig. It sounds like wrestling's his side gig. Yeah, it's crazy when you you think a lot of wrestlers that just wrestle, but they actually have like day jobs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Especially right now when there's not as many like independent gigs to get and stuff. Yeah, he made a post that uh, he studied and then wrote his uh, his exam to to qualify for this job or to pass whatever certification you need to right after the Super J Cup, mm-hmm. like uh, like uh, years ago when he was in New Japan, yeah. his flight got delayed, so he was studying in the airport. <laughs> and, <laughs> well, good on him for that. Cause that's that takes some dedication, right there, too. I know, man. He wouldn't. He couldn't have been young at the time either. No. Yeah. So that's a good. Uh, the that's kind of inspiring. So good for yeah. him. All right. So uh, moving on what to some Alex Shelley. Week? Yeah. Honestly, not much at all. Um, Private Party and Matt Hardy. They, I they didn't really show up, but they had a they had something recorded. Mm-hmm. Um. It was essentially just Matt Hardy saying that he's put a bounty or a uh, an award for a private party where he's going to up their salary for them if they uh, if they get the 
if they get either of the two belts that they are, he says they're in line for, which they are in line for the impact belt. And I actually, it'll be interesting to see if they get it. I don't think they will, but you never know. I don't, if the titles weren't on the good brothers, I'd say they, there's a chance, but I don't. Yeah. I don't, the, they seem more important to AEW for them to actually be on the good brothers Mm -hmm. than on an AEW talent. Yeah. Okay, so moving on. And then nobody had any uh, interference within the show. Okay. There was a paid ad. um, It it was the the same usual stuff. Tony Khan actually seemed a little tipsy in it. That's what I heard. I I didn't watch it, but I heard that he seemed like he might have been drunk. I was like, I was like, okay, let's see if that's actually the case. I watched it. I was like, you know what? Seems like he might be. <laughs> it's like they, they recorded a bunch of them and then were drinking while they yeah. were doing it. The later ones, he just could be like barely talking. Can barely stand up. Okay, so uh, on Dark this week, I, I didn't catch the whole Dark because, again, it's long. Mm-hmm. But um, there were some there were some very good matches on this. Um, I will just mention three of them that I think people should go check out. These were the ones that stood out to me. Tay Conti had a really good match against a wrestler I hadn't seen called Devian. Hmm. Uh, she's really good. Tay Conti's awesome. I can't wait to see more of her. Um, oh, yeah. Shanna De- so good, man. So good. Shanna had a match with Kylan King. Shanna, we know who Shanna is at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, she's very good. Uh, but also Kylan King. And uh, I tweeted out after this match that I think... If there's anybody that could, and I don't know if she's going to be in the tournament, but if there's anybody that could really enhance their stock within a company and do a lot of good for themselves based off of the tournament or their performance in the tournament, it would be Kylan King. I think she's ready to be on the main roster like yesterday. Hell yeah. And I think uh, she, she looked really impressive in this match. She didn't win, but she's not going to facing Shanna there um, one is signed and one is maybe signed to a tier zero contract I assume she is because she's been around for almost a year at this point mm-hmm. but yeah she was she looked impressive and uh, I hope she's in the tournament and the next match was this was an awesome match between Ray Phoenix and Baron Black Baron really showed a lot in this match like he showed that he is ready ring work wise to be on the main roster i don't know that he has he needs to work on his personality Mm -hmm. he's fairly wooden with his personality and he doesn't have that much of a gimmick again that can be changed will hobbs wasn't will hobbs that we see now until he got to dynamite and they gave him yeah they gave him something and same with um five same with ten mm-hmm like all these, and Baron Black is one of those guys who I believe has been working with uh, Nightmare Factory, helping train people. Okay. Like training and then helping train people as well. So if he's good Along enough to with... train people, then he's got to be pretty good. Then. Oh, he's good. This was a showcase match. Every nice. once in a while, they give a somebody a showcase match, and this was this was one of them. Mm-hmm. This this was one of those match, and they often use Ray Phoenix. Yeah. Because they're like, okay, show people that you can go. Yeah, they did yeah, it with if you can keep um, up with Phoenix. Then you can keep up with anyone. Yeah, they did it with Danny Limelight, 
um, about a month ago. They gave him a match with Phoenix as well. Like every once in a while, they give the top guy a match with Phoenix and just let them go. And then afterwards, Phoenix uh, shakes their hand. <laughs> it's like That's a cool. it's like a little rite of passage that yeah. they do. But yeah, so yeah, like honestly, I I've been like, oh, Baron Black's got some skills before, but like, no, Baron Black were really really good. Like I was so impressed. Nice. I'll have to check I, I tweeted out for sure. Yeah, I tweeted about it afterwards. It's just like, dude, you showed a lot in this one. Holy smokes! Yeah. All right, so uh, dynamite this week. Um, after last week, I was, I was so happy with this week's uh, dynamite. It wasn't fantastic all the way through, but like the second half of this episode, just like uh, whatever the first half was, it was good. But the <laughs> second half just clicked to another gear, and it was as good as any dynamite is ever. Yeah, I really liked last night's dynamite. I thought it was excellent. I loved mm-hmm. it. Even though I missed the yeah. first match because of TNT, but uh, from what I saw, I really liked. Yeah, no, it, it was the the thing is, it had one of the and it will be one of the matches of the year for Dynamite on the show. So like this mm-hmm. show is going to be up there yeah. with some of the best. Like it doesn't even like there was there was a couple matches earlier on that was like oh okay about but uh, like I forgot about it by the end of the show. Yeah, yeah, I had and, uh, texted a couple friends that just kind of casually watch wrestling and I was telling mm-hmm. them you guys need to check out this dynamite because it's I thought it was really good so mm-hmm. yeah it was solid man um yeah and then th- there okay so yeah for me this episode it seemed to really luxuriate in the glory days of NW NWA and WCW a lot mm-hmm. like there was a lot of parallels or I can see a lot of parallels with what worked now being what worked then. Yeah. And I'll talk a little bit about it. Not in the first match. This first match is very much of the present. Yeah. <laughs> and that was the Archer versus Kingston match, which was, this is just a slugfest. Yeah. I need to go back and watch it because I know after the technical difficulties, AW said they put it on their YouTube channel. I was actually going to try to watch it today at work, but with it being so busy, I didn't get a chance to. And but... yeah, it is, it is up there. Yeah. It, it was a good match. It, it suffered a little bit from what I felt this whole sort of three-way feud mm-hmm. has suffered from, and I don't, I can't, I can't put my finger on it. It's this feud has almost seemed rushed or a little unfocused, even though it's three of my favorite wrestlers, yeah, in the industry as a whole. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's, there's, some, there's something odd about it. It's like, but I think it might just be because it's two three-man teams and then Archer. It's yeah, like it's, Archer's it's, kind of weird. He needs some backup to, to even the odds. Yeah, there's something odd about it, so and I don't gun, know if it's but... <laughs> I don't know if it's because they're missing a white meat babyface. Yeah, because it's it's all a bunch of. I mean, Kingston's obviously the heel, but Archer and and Pac are they're tweeners. So yeah, the, but they're 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 pretty much heels though. Mm-hmm. Like AEW is flush with heels at this point, and they're they're almost running into uh, running into a wall in that respect. Yeah, I think they're trying to go with the the cool the cool uh, heel. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it it's weird. It's like the but their matches all seem to be like like just sprints, mm-hmm. just like hard 
like hard as hell sprints where they're just beating the hell out of each other and it's almost like then a flash finish yeah and it, it's like they they seem they keep leaving a lot more on the bone and i don't know if that, i hope or i hope that's what they're doing because it looks like pack may be transitioning off yeah. of this feud and he's gone to do his own thing now yeah it seems like he's moving up to the mm-hmm. kind of the world title scene now to the main event scene mm-hmm. which i'm excited about but anyways yeah so this match is really good um kingston in this one uh excalibur was pointing this out he he was he was tapping into the uh fighting skills that he learned as a kid on the streets of yonkers he was mm-hmm. just going like kidney punches rib punches kicks to the side of the knee um like like throat punches <laughs> like chops to the throat like he he was fighting dirty yeah but like like clinical like it was it was like that scene in um in sherlock holmes where it slows down when oh, robert yeah. downey jr's fighting the guy and he's like okay so i box the ears i punch him in the throat hit the kidneys I, hit the patella yeah, yeah. I, I hit the kidneys. I did. That's what it was like watching uh, Kingston mm-hmm. fight uh, Archer, and he would slow Archer down, and then Hart, Archer would just hoss him. Yeah, yeah. I just saw like one big kick, couple, one big lariat. Yeah, I saw a couple of gifts where Archer like choke slammed him outside of the ring. That looked pretty gnarly. Yeah that that was the big spot of the mm-hmm. match. Um, that was that was almost like other than the top rope flip that he does which is incredible because he's so freaking big yeah um that was almost like the only like wrestling they did mm-hmm. it was really just a brawl but yeah that spot he choke slams him from the inside the ring onto the apron he hits the apron and falls directly onto the floor and yeah. it looked like it took years off of kingston's life yeah. and um then they get back in the ring um archer's going for the everybody dies claw and um the ebd claw and before he's able to to lock it in because there was nobody at ringside the um butcher and blade were able to drag out uh jake jake from from the back so they drag him out and he's squirming on the ground and it distracts archer the bunny runs down takes off her mask gives the knuckle duster which uh, i assume is just sort of like kevlar uh Kevlar knuckles. Yeah, it's like pass it. steel, like steel knuckles wrapped in Kevlar or something like that. Oh, okay, okay. I, I'd never heard of it before. Mm-hmm. But she passes it to Eddie, and Eddie uh, hits Archer with the shuriken, uh, pins him for the one, two, three, and then they beat down Archer some more, pick him up again, hit him with another shuriken. And you could look on both of their chests at the end, and they were so red because <laughs> they were just. They're just manning up on it. They just squared up with each other and mm-hmm. went to war for like 10 minutes, like nothing, nothing long. Mm-hmm. And it, it felt shorter. Like, I feel like these matches just need a little more time. Yeah. That, that might be it. Like they're just, they're very quick. They're very, they, they sprint right to the end. Yeah. Well, I'm glad Kingston won though. Cause he's been losing a lot lately. So he really mm-hmm. needed the win. Mm-hmm. He yeah. didn't win clean, but that's okay. Well, that's he's fine. The heel. He's the heel. Yeah. It makes Archer. He'd probably be looking for some backup, and uh, I don't want to get my hopes up. And with his tweet about Minoru Suzuki sending him the the tracksuit, I still hope hold that hope that he calls in some Suzuki Goon members. But 
Well, the thing is, like, uh, Suzuki is not New Japan contracted. Yeah, he's he's been a free agent. I, I think that's all he ever is, is in Japan, is just a free agent. Yep. He's a free agent. He goes where he wants. Mm-hmm. That's why he kept going to RevPro and was their tag champ yeah. for a while. Oh, man, he's with, so uh, popular in England. They love him over there. They love him everywhere. He's yeah. a legend. Yeah, that's true, too. But, yeah. It sounds like a good match. I need, I need to go watch it because it's up free on their YouTube channel. If you, if you were like me and right when Kingston walked out, your uh, TV scrambled and just shut off. The channel just shut down. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what the hell happened? <laughs> good on them for putting that up afterwards. Yeah. That's cool. Because uh, I doubt it was. Well, I mean, it could have been their fault, but I feel like it wasn't. I, f- I think it was TNT. That's what. Tony Khan was making it seem like on Twitter is just a tech, just technical issues on TNT side. Yeah, I, I didn't have that issue. Yeah, luckily. Yeah, it seems so, like it's just YouTube TV yeah. and Hulu TV that had the mm-hmm. issues. Mm-hmm. All right. So the the next uh, segment we had was a Moxley promo, and the, this was a funny one. This was uh, I mean, funny as in like it just kind of made me chuckle. Mm-hmm. Like he he was in good humor. He like it. He was essentially just joking, having a good time, but he says, uh, like, he runs down all the complexities of the relationship between, like, within the, within the Bullet Club, and I'm using Bullet Club on purpose right now, mm-hmm. and you'll, you'll find out why later, but he says that it always seems as if the, the Elite and the Bucks and Kenny and whoever, they always, there's always drama with these guys. I don't know what it is. He says, he says, they're like, uh, they're like young and the restless. It's like a soap <laughs> opera. He's like, he's like, I don't understand this. Uh, he's like, I'm a simple man, and you've got the Lucha Bros, and they they were with Pac, and then they were with Eddie, and now they're back with Pac, and now they hate Eddie. <laughs> and he's like, they're just, he's like, there's so much drama. He's like, I'm a simple man. He's like, I like my beer cold, my water room temperature, and my sex in the morning. <laughs> and uh, he's like, we're gonna have a good time next week. You never know whose side anybody's on. He's like. But I'm gonna go to war with uh, with Pack and with Phoenix, and it's gonna be gang warfare, and it's right up my alley. And he's just smiling the whole time. He's just like, "Let's do this, boys." Nice. This <laughs> is like, he just seems like the coolest dude. Yeah, he's, he's really. <laughs> he always seems so chill, but like chill until you piss him off, and then he'll take your head off. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, I, I loved it. It was a. It was a nice, just. Like like meaningless promo, but so fun. Mm-hmm. Like just puts him, just makes him just the coolest dude. Yeah. Okay, yeah, and then cool. okay, this is when my TV came back on, or when TNT came back on, and that's too bad. <laughs> <laughs> I did not like this segment at all, and this is sort of what I was uh, what I was talking about, where uh, there were some old school segments or old school influence parts that really, really worked. Mm-hmm. And there were some that did not like this was a promo. Just, it was weird. It was like, it was stuck in the eighties, mm-hmm. but in a bad way. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, okay. So it like starts a warehouse or something. Yeah. So Sting and Darby, they're in this old warehouse and Sting says that, Taz has been throwing out a lot of accusations, even going as far as to call them hoodlums. Mm-hmm. And he says, but we don't feel like hoodlums. I don't feel like a hoodlum. And then he looks at Darby. He's like, ah, you know what? Maybe Darley's a hoodlum. And then Darby <laughs> gets up in like this little skinny little coat and his 
sheer see-through shirt, which doesn't look hoodlum at all to me. And uh, he's super goth. I don't think goths are very hoodlum. Yeah, I don't know. Something it just didn't. It didn't. It didn't strike the right chord with me. And Darby stands up and he says, uh, "He says on the streets you don't play by the rules. He's like all you have to do is survive." And then he just unexplicably tosses his skateboard out the window. <laughs> that made me laugh so hard. He just, ah, just jumped it out the window. And he says, yeah, I'm a hoodlum, just like you, Sting. Mm-hmm. And then Sting has this bewildered look on his face. like He looks confused. And then he snaps back, turns around, and just starts attempting to smash the glass with his bat. And it's working about 50% of the time. Mm-hmm. Some of the glass isn't breaking. Some of the glass is. And then uh, he looks back around. He's just like, yeah, maybe I am a hoodlum. It's just, it just doesn't make, it didn't make sense. Yeah. It was cheesy. The more Sting talks, the more I don't like it. (laughs) Like Sting was at his best when he didn't talk and he was in the rafters and he was creepy Mm -hmm. and he didn't know what he was going to do next. Sting has always been at his worst for me when he talks because he's corny. Yeah. Yeah, he does. He is corny when he talks. His voice and like his inflections and stuff don't match the way he looks at all. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I don't want to drag the man because he's one of my favorites of all time. I have a Sting shirt. Mm -hmm. I love him. But he needs to be dark and mysterious. And this was just like comical 80s promo work. That did not, that worked in the 80s because we didn't know better, but yeah. it doesn't work now. Yeah, and then when we get to it later, the, the other side of this match, their thing was awesome. Yeah, they, like, couldn't be night and day different. Yeah. Yeah, I just need Sting to be the silent teacher for Darby. Yeah. I mean, That's if, what I need. Maybe if they would have done it, even though we kind of make fun of it too, when Darby does his little short films, maybe if they would have done something like that. With Sting in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There, there's got to be something. But yeah, this is just... It was, it was odd. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was weird. Okay, and now on to the, the good retro. We have Varsity Blondes yeah, versus Jericho and MJF. I love this match. Yeah. Um, I thought Varsity Blondes looked so good mm-hmm. in it. And that's this is exactly what I mean by the throwback. These guys are Rock and Roll Express... These guys are the rockers. Mm-hmm. These guys are the Hollywood blondes. And I'm not talking about like the Bucks, how they're the the Bucks are like the next evolution of those. Mm-hmm. Like, no, these guys are them yeah. from the eighties yeah. and early nineties. Like these they wrestle that way, they look that way, their hair is that way. <laughs> um friggin' Brian Pillman's the son of Yeah, no. He, of every Hollywood time I watch blonde. him, I'm like, God, he looks so much like it. It's unreal how much he looks like his dad. And he's wrestling more and more like that era. Mm-hmm. And somehow they manage to pull it off. Yeah. Like they do their move, they high five, they flick their hair. Like if it was in an arena, you'd just hear all the ladies screaming. Yeah. yeah. And it, it doesn't come off as cheesy. It comes no. off as earnest. Yeah. It fits them well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was really good. And MJF and... Uh, so th- this match starts out with... Uh, it's got MJF on the mic. And he says, Griff Garrison, I don't know if you remember, but uh, last time we uh, we had a match, I uh, it kind of didn't go so well with you. And this is brilliant because 
if I don't know if you remember that match, but this was where uh, MJF beat him in like two minutes. Yeah, this is like the, um, when he, we first were introduced to Griff, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. He was cutting a promo on Griff the whole time. Yeah. He had the mic in his hand, yeah. and he beat him down, and then made Griff Garrison say, "You're undefeated" mm-hmm. on the mic, and beat him in two minutes. But Griff Garrison has improved so much within this company, and his status is so much different from what it was then that he says, "He's like, I'll put the mic down this time, and maybe we'll we'll just we'll we'll just get get this over with, and I'll let like you will let me pin you, and then Griff Garrison just knocks him out." Yeah, he said, "What did Jeff say? <laughs> I'm still undefeated, by the way, or something like that." <laughs> yeah, and uh, he just gives him a left hand, mm-hmm. knocks him down. He's just wailing on him, just hammer fists. MJF rolls out of the ring. He chases after him. They get back in the ring, and you're just like, "Okay, MJF's gonna." get the upper hand here no he ducks him again gives him a big boot he's running wild all over mm-hmm. him and um yeah it was just it was so good to see because griff he is there's a lot there's a big future for him now oh, yeah. and it was a nice little uh nice little flag on the roadmap of griff garrison yeah for sure yeah. um this was a lot of and, fun and i think like you said griff and brian pillman are going to go far in AEW. They will. Mm-hmm. The only reason why they aren't farther along is because of uh, the contract status of Pillman, which mm-hmm. is out of his control. But that's coming up. Yeah. I think June is yeah, think so. uh, is when the contract's up, and they're putting them on Dynamite now a lot. I guess they know that he's staying with them long-term at this yeah. point, so they're happy to do that. And I'm sure they'll give them some wins along the way. But yeah, so yeah, they, for me, they are where FTR is the, uh, is the brain bashers or like the, the four horsemen. Uh-huh. They are the, um, they're the rock and roll express. Yeah, for sure. Like very much the throwbacks mm-hmm. and the end of this match, they, they, they caught the kids. Uh, they went for one more flying move. Pillman comes off the ropes, and and Jericho just Judas affects him in the in midair. Yeah, um, gets him for the the one two three. But before he gets the three, like he's got Pillman out cold, but he makes sure to go and do, does uh, does a lion salt. Picture off perfect the, lion salt stares right into the camera as the three count happens with a big like Cheshire grin, mm-hmm. and yeah. It, it, it it honestly was the biggest line salt he's done in years. Yeah. He got so much air, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is good for him. Yeah. It was a nice fuck you to all the haters. Yeah. And me. I was uh, talking crap last week about it. So. Yeah. Know. I thought that uh, MJF and Jericho did a great job. Yeah. Because they understand the how to do old school heel to the to the very, very white bread baby faces. Mm-hmm. That they're that they're facing, like MJF is as old school a heel as you can get yeah. these days. Yeah, and he's only what twenty four. Yeah, you you can tell that um, he will have probably a long rivalry with Pillman as well going mm-hmm. forward. Maybe maybe it'll be him and Garrison. Who knows? But yeah, I I love this match. I give it four stars. Yeah, I agree with you. It was really good. Had a lot of fun watching it, and uh, even before the match. I know they've done it a couple weeks, but I guess I just really realized this time that um, MJF and Jericho's theme, how how well it matches up together. 
it it like with MJF's beat and Jericho's lyrics for Judas, I think the song's name is, and they fit over top of each other really well, and you still get the crowd singing along. Yeah, no, it, it's good. It's uh much better than there's an there's another um musical intro or entrance music that I'll talk about later that has a bit of a mashup as well that does not work. Mm-hmm. I think I know what and, you're talking about, but <laughs> yeah, I'll get into it. It is painful. Yeah. But yes. I I don't want to be too negative cuz I love this episode. Yeah. <laughs> and I try not to uh Oh, well, we're getting into it now, I guess. Oh wait, no. Not not quite yet. Next we have a pack promo. Oh my god, I love this so much. Do you want to talk about it? Yeah. He shows up on the... It starts out with like an old CRT TV. And then it, it cuts like different clips of pack. And he starts talking about uh, everyone's running... Kenny and the, the Good Brothers have beat up his friend and all that stuff. And I forget what he called Kenny. It's some super British term. And it made me laugh really hard. Oh, it was like a Little Billy Bollocks yeah, or something Yeah, Little like. Billy Bollocks. That's what it was. That made me laugh so much. And it, it's just uh, one of those really cool edited... Uh, pack promos that he does. I, I'm guessing that's his apartment with like mm-hmm. the cool church looking windows. And I always love that he's in full. He's always in his full wrestling gear, no matter what he does. He's always, always in gear. his gear. Like I remember, I was telling my wife when the AEW did their first press conference, and, and Pac showed up. He was just in his full wrestling gear. Everyone else was in suits, but but Pac, he was in his <laughs> full wrestling outfit. <laughs> he should only ever be yeah, in yeah, his full definitely. wrestling outfit. He yeah. looks like a god. Yeah. Oh my gosh. If I had abs like that, I'd never wear a shirt. Yeah. My favorite line of this is he says, and he says this slowly. He says that, uh, he's like, he's like, you run around with, with the good brothers like a pack of dirty mongrels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like he, he stops on pack, like, like me. <laughs> yeah. And I thought that was, I thought that was super clever. I was like, Good job, Pac. Yeah. That's nice because Pac has done that shit. Mm-hmm. He he actually, uh, if we remember, he actually was the one who kept running down and beating up Michael Nakazawa when Kenny mm-hmm. was uh, when he was trying to get Kenny's attention. Yeah, that's how he got the match with Kenny. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's the literally the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I I know. I hope he's not. I guess he's not going to be stuck in England since they're still promoting the match. Hopefully, mm-hmm. but I know I, I would. There's a wrestling photographer that edits those videos for him uh, beyond Gorilla on Twitter because mm-hmm. I follow him or her. I don't, I'm not sure, but they always post whenever Pac does these promos. Like, oh, I made this and stuff. So, mm-hmm. did he say anything about the uh, about the lockdown? No, no, okay. they didn't mention it. So. So Puck must be around. Yeah. Yeah, he could have cut this before he came back this last time. Mm -hmm. But next week's event is live, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. So, Well, surely they they would have said something by now. Yeah, they would have. uh, Again, yeah, they wouldn't have promoted it. They would have. They would have had Pentagon come back or something, take Mm -hmm. Puck's place. Yeah, but it it is, uh, it's a worry. Mm Mm-hmm. And it should be a worry for the um, for the women's tournament as well, yeah. with all the Japanese talent. But uh, I assume that they have some assurances. Yeah, maybe they can get work visas or work passes or something. 
yeah work visas i know some people were saying that they weren't sure how this worked for athletes athletes might have a little more leeway and Mm -hmm. maybe from from certain countries there's a little more leeway yeah i'm not sure or or they're allowed to come in but then they have to quarantine for a few weeks so maybe pack maybe pack is around but he's quarantining right now who knows yeah that that could make sense too actually because i know that's what happens Mm -hmm. if you go to japan you get there you Mm -hmm. have to stay in your hotel for two weeks and then Mm -hmm. all right so this next next segment odd segment (laughs) this is this whole thing i i don't like it because one thousand percent i'll i'll just say right now all I'm being too negative, but it is what it is. Um, hey, all of be. this full year for Cody right now, all the stuff that has not worked has been because it's co-promotion through TNT. Mm-hmm. Every single thing. The thing with uh, Snoop Dogg didn't really work because he's promoting his new show. His music sucks. It is terrible. Oh, Cody's music, yeah, with- it just doesn't it is, mesh well at all. It is god awful. Mm-hmm. It's it starts with his normal song and then Snoop Dogg does a verse and it is the most phoned in Snoop Dogg verse I've ever heard. <laughs> um you can barely hear it. Um then it cuts back to his song again and it's it sounds like three different songs. Mm-hmm. Um then you've got this whole bit with Shaq and it's just so shoehorned in. Shaq's not been on an episode yet. He's just uh he films these little vignettes where he films something from the TNT off from the, the TNT NBA, NBA yeah, office. He, the one it's tonight, just... that's where he was. He's just where they filmed the he probably did it in commercial break for T or for the NBA. Like you can tell Cody's just he's doing favors mm-hmm. for the for the network. And I hope he can get out out from underneath this yeah, after this. He's totally their, their celebrity guy right now. And I understand it. He's trying to grease that wheel. And I totally get it. Mm-hmm. But last year was the year of Cody. Yeah. And he was amazing. And so far this year, he has not been good. He has not had a good match. He has not. Everything has been in the service of co-promotion mm-hmm. and the product has suffered and it feels like a different show yeah like cody's stuff feels completely separate from everything else yeah like it's in its own little world yeah and it's not working it's too bad because like on the he's great in sammy's on sammy's vlog mm-hmm. he's awesome there <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so this uh this promo it's it's shack he's at the tnt studios and he says, uh, "He says Cody's a little punk." Um, he says, "Name the time and place." You have blonde hair, like a little girl. Yeah, you're a little punk. He says, "Name let's the time do- and place," but then at the end, he says something about, "Let's do it in March." So check name yeah. the time and place. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah, well, yeah, let's do this in March. Let's do this in March. Yeah, I got a break from the NBA. And uh, yeah, I just I'm not looking forward to this match. The one thing that I will, I don't know. It's just, I don't like it. I don't No. It's just, no. yeah. I mean, it's something you got to do when you're on a national network, the network's going to want to do cross promotion, especially when, uh, dark or dynamite's got to be one of their TNT's highest rated shows. Mm-hmm. So of course and, they're going to want to cross promote it. Mm-hmm. 
and it's uh, it's during a pandemic, so they have to get all the money yeah. and viewers that they can and get the sponsorships and get all that. I get it. I understand why it's happening. I just think it's negatively affecting the product. Yeah. But it wasn't all bad from this angle because the next segment was Cody answering the challenge mm-hmm. and he came out and uh, Tony Schiavone or I, I can never pronounce his name when we do this podcast, but I know how to say it. That's Tony. <laughs> crap. Tony. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I think it's Tony. Tony Schiavone. But, but it's, <laughs> but Jericho always calls him Schiavone and it always messes me up. <laughs> no, I don't. I get tongue tied as soon as we start this podcast. Mm-hmm. I know how to say his name, but I cannot yeah. say it. Anyways, um, Cody Cody comes out and he says, "You know what? I would love to accept this challenge. Just just book the match, Shaq and Jade versus me and Brandy. But obviously, you know how this goes. I can't do that right now. Brandy's expecting our first child." Mm-hmm. Um, when I get into situations like this, I defer to my coach, Arn. And then Arn comes out and he says, yes, Cody, I've been hard on you lately. Um, they admitted that Arn chewed him out for his match last week with Peter Avalon, yeah. that he gave Peter Avalon too much offense. They didn't take him seriously. He says, I know that at the forefront of your mind right now is your child. And I'll, I want to tell you, I want to tell you something. Um, years ago, there was a match that Dusty had. He went 30 minutes with Tolly, and then he flew on a plane to go, to go watch his wife give birth to you, mm-hmm. Cody. And you can see Cody's eyes are welling up yeah. and he's starting to cry, which I love when Cody does this. And I believe it's genuine because he's yeah. done it multiple times. Yeah, Cody and he seems, seems like a crier. So he seems like a very emotional person. Mm-hmm. And um, he says that, he says, I know that, I know this baby's in the forefront of your mind. He's like, but you need to have, a f- you need to be on your game going in against a premier athlete like Shaq and against Jade, who by all accounts is a machine. Um, you need somebody who, I know you have the fire, but you need somebody else who who can match your fire and I've got the perfect person out comes uh, red velvet. She cuts an awesome promo. Yeah, her promo was awesome. She, and like, she looked like a million bucks too. This is like good on her. They, she looked, she looked and sounded great. They've got something here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She says that she, she's tired of Jade verbally attacking Brandy, knowing full well that she can't defend herself. Mm-hmm. Um, she tells Jade that she is going to stir her bitch ass, stir her bitch ass up, which is cool. I like that. That's a, that's did a JR funny. Uh, like, did she just say bitch ass or something? <laughs> yeah, which is really, <laughs> does she just say bitch ass? <laughs> I gotta love Jr. when he's when he's out of his element yeah. like that. It's so funny, but yeah, I'm I'm interested for this match. Not in the sense that I'm necessarily mm-hmm. looking forward to it, because I don't for a second think that Cody can really have a good match with Shaq. All due respect to Cody, I think he's awesome. Mm-hmm. I think he had a mo- a good chunk of AW's best matches last year. Um, 
I just don't know that Shaq has it in him. Yeah. I don't know that Shaq is trained. I know he loves wrestling, but yeah, I don't think he's ever like actually trained for it or anything. Yeah, so you can't go in there untrained and have a good match. Mm-hmm. So they're gonna have they're gonna have to protect Shaq. Yeah, Shaq so that means that probably won't be that in the match until like the last two minutes of it or something. Yeah, that means that Cody can't really do much in the match. Mm-hmm. So that means that Red Velvet and Jade. This is a Red Velvet and Jade match. Yeah, I think they are gonna do most of the heavy lifting in this match. I think this is the. What they're hoping is the coming out party for both of them. And I assume Jade will be around long term yeah. beyond this match. I think she, it's a pretty much a foregone conclusion that she will be anyways. But I think that's where the announcement comes after this one. I think they're expecting big things from them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is, that's, this is probably a blessing in disguise because I think Jade, or I think Red Velvet is a better wrestler between her and Brandy. Oh, yeah, for sure. I like Brandy. Um, she's not, you know, known for her technical skills or anything. She w- she is getting better. I'll mm-hmm. give her credit there. She is getting better, noticeably better. But Red Velvet's been a very quick learner. Mm-hmm. Her her matches have been good. Um, Jade is going to ragdoll her around that ring. Oh yeah. And I think we may we might even see Jade square up to Cody. I can see that in the match as well. I can see because Cody's got to do something. It's Cody. Yeah. Right. Like he's not gonna crossroads, Shaq. <laughs> That'd look really <laughs> awkward because Shaq is a very large person, so I don't even know how that would look. <laughs> he gives a vertebraker to Shaq. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, like he's not. He's not gonna do that. Um, Shaq's probably gonna toss him across the ring uh, once or twice, mm-hmm. and then he's gonna tag out. But yeah, so I think Jade may lock up with Cody. I'm interested to see how they pull this one off. I'm sure they have a plan. Um, but I would be nervous. They they need to knock this one out of the park because yeah. this one will have eyes on it. Yeah, because Shaq is really popular. So Shaq will, will bring eyes. Yeah. Yes. yes. So and, yeah, and, I'm... and Papa John's Pizza because he's the like the CEO or something, <laughs> like that. which is so strange. Yeah. <laughs> It is so weird because Papa John's is so bad. Do they have the general car insurance commercials in, in Canada with Shaq? No, mm, it's like this no. cartoon general. They sell car insurance, but Shaq's the spokesperson for it. It's so random. but <laughs> He's the spokesperson for a printer right now in oh, Canada. Yeah. He does pizza here, that car insurance, like gold bond, like for achy muscles. He does a lot of commercials. Good on him. I see hot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's getting that... Um, Getting that bread, as the kids say. He is. He's. He's got a lot of irons in the fire. Mm-hmm. All right. So next week. So I guess this was kind of the the down portion of the of the telecast because mm-hmm. each of these I'm just sort of like, eh, oh well. Uh, the next was a Kip Sabian and Penelope wedding hype video for their wedding, which yeah. uh, I guess we're not getting that. Guess we're not um, doing the bachelor party. Bachelor party, which for me, that's COVID related. Yeah, it's got to be. And maybe this is, maybe they tried to do something and they couldn't pull it off yeah, because of COVID. Yeah, they, and I, maybe that's why this has dragged out as long as it has. Yeah. I, I don't know why they took three, four months to do this. Yeah, they probably were trying to do something and then had keep pushing it back because of COVID. 
Because I know they wanted I, to bring that King of Kong guy in, and I'm sure they had all sorts of stuff planned. I think it was like end of September, beginning of October when when Miro showed up. Mm-hmm. And then the next week they announced the wedding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or like that. No, literally when he showed up, they announced the wedding. Yeah, and he was it's the been best man, yeah. Like it's it'll be on the fourth month now. Like was October, November, December, January. No, five months. Yeah. I'm <laughs> like, hoping after this wedding Miro can start getting to some actual feuds and stuff. Yeah. Like get him away from tag teams. Yeah. Maybe let him destroy Kip. Because people will get behind that. Yeah. That's what I have a feeling is gonna happen next week anyways. But that's what that's what I was hoping, but I can't tell anymore. Yeah. Yeah, in the um, I guess next week's the last week that uh Chuck can be his yeah, butler too, right? So that that seemed to go by really fast. Yeah, that was kind of a waste. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it very strange. Yeah. This whole thing is just like the timing of it was so strange. Like they could have d- granted the butler thing, I think, happened because of the injury. Yeah, that's what I was just thinking. They probably just had to do something real quick to keep it going How, till the wedding. Yeah, however, it's, it's like they did nothing for so long when they could have just gone to the finish. Mm-hmm. But then they did the butler for a week and now it's done yeah <laughs> it's like what i don't understand your time management skills seem off yeah i'm still expecting orange cassidy to come out of a cake next week though <laughs> or yeah <laughs> or like just, come just out of his something. arm yeah like doing a, his crappy thumbs up that he does <laughs> all right so then this next another one just sort of like hmm inter- the storyline of this match was great oh yeah the match itself i don't really understand mm-hmm. it was hangman versus brian nemeth is it yes i, I believe so, so. Yeah. It's... dolph ziggler's brother like, they dolph look the exact Z- same too it's crazy <laughs> dolph ziggler's younger brother mm-hmm. he's the lesser of the two wrestlers yeah in terms of his skill is, is all i will say uh all the power to him but he he does not have it at this level from what I am seeing, um, I, I don't like his nickname though the Hollywood hunk because they're from Hollywood, Florida, which I think is funny. But that's cool. <laughs> yeah, he seems like a nice guy. Apparently, he got booted out of WWE for defending victims within the company. Okay, like a uh, like assault victims or like sexual harassment victims. That's why he got booted oh. out of WWE. So he seems like he's a good guy. Yeah. Dolph Ziggler's yeah, tweet the... about. Dynamite last night because his brother was on. It was pretty funny seeing that. And oh, AW, I didn't see it. What did AEW was retweeting his stuff. Oh, he was just like, "Hey, check out my brother wrestling tonight," and he put up like the match card and stuff. That's cool. Yeah. Was was uh Brian in the cheer squad or whatever no, it was? No, no. It was just he Dolph. wasn't. No. It's oh, weird. Dolph. Okay. The Spirit Squad. Yeah, Spirit so ridiculous. I... Like I hated it when I was younger, but I think if it would have happened now, I'd probably love it. But. <laughs> There is one guy that was from the Spirit Squad that came back to the Indies last year, and he was in Beyond Wrestling. Was it Dykstra? Can you? Yeah. Dykstra? Yeah. He was pretty good. Yeah, they WWE the tried to push him like after the Spirit Squad broke up, but it was really only Ziggler that kind of broke out from that group. Yeah, so like yeah, like a Hangman. It was just, it was a standard Hangman match, but just his stuff didn't pop as much because. Nemeth couldn't pop 
his stuff. Mm-hmm. Somebody <laughs> was like his... bleeding during the match too because I saw um, the ref she put on her gloves, like the rubber gloves. So I could I couldn't tell who's bleeding, but somebody was bleeding at some point. Yeah, I uh, I I couldn't couldn't catch it. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it was it just it wasn't crisp. Yeah. <laughs> Um, there was no botches or anything. It just, uh, there wasn't much weight behind anything. There wasn't the pop that yeah. you normally get. Could have just been from on Namath's part. Cause I think this, oh, yeah. this is the first it's... time I've really seen him wrestle on this level. So, well, exactly. I, it's the first time I've ever seen him wrestle. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he just, uh, it, it's a tough spot to get thrown into. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he, he didn't, he didn't do anything bad, but it was, it was just, Forgettable, yeah, is uh is what I'll say, but uh, kudos to him for getting through it and not having any botches. That's more than some people can do. Yeah, but the the interesting part of this match was uh, Big Money Matt Hardy came out. Yeah, and uh, he was at ringside and he was cheering on Hangman, which is like okay, this is new. I like to see where this is going. Yeah, and after the match, Hangman calls him back in the ring. He's like, Hey man, what are you doing out here? And Hardy says that, you know what, man, I, I don't want anything from you. I just wanted to, just wanted to let you know that I appreciate you. I've seen the elite push you away. I've seen you be, try to be a creepy little cult, tried to recruit you. Um, he's like, I'm here for you. If you need me, I know that you're dressing out in the hallway cause you're not comfortable yeah, in the, the locker room. The hallway by catering. Um, he's like, I have a big, I have a big locker room. You can always come in there, which is funny because he tricked the bucks into giving, into paying for his big locker room <laughs> on being the elite a few weeks ago. Yeah. And then the, the key didn't work, which is funny. Um, so the, that locker, that big locker room is a running gag with Matt Hardy, but it's cool. What I like about this is I could very much see him aligning with Matt Hardy because he's he's lost and Matt Hardy's a father figure to everybody mm-hmm. on the roster. They were they were in the uh the stadium stampede together. Yeah, he mentioned but that what too. I what I really like about this is it subtly brings Hangman back into the orbit of Kenny and the Bucks. Yeah, because of uh their impact title match mm-hmm. because uh hardy and the hardy party are challenging the good brothers who are aligned with kenny but like you do, you don't see it as he's uh he's bringing back in t- into kenny's orbit but that's exactly what they're doing mm-hmm. eventually it's going to come back around to yeah. uh to him being involved there and i cannot wait like that that's really really good yeah shrewd booking it's long term and i love it mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah and uh yeah hardy ha- hardy's an amazing manager oh yeah yeah he hardy's a really good promo too super underrated he is you know, i'm really skills. enjoying mm-hmm. it i'm really enjoying i, I know everyone likes his broken stuff but even besides that like, like he's big money matt right now that that's like one of my favorite characters ever in wrestling when he does the big money matt stuff Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, it's a. He's a good talker, and this is mm-hmm. this is a good story element. And I have no idea where it's going to go. 
Yeah, and it's it's like but, unexpected. Like I a week ago, I would have never thought Matt Hardy and Hangman, but it like once it happened, I was like, oh, this is interesting. I like this. Yeah, it's cool. It's mm-hmm. cool. He's he's catching the wayward people who aren't who don't end up with the Jobber Squad mm-hmm. or the mid card Jobber Squad of uh, of the Dark Order, yeah. who I love. Mm-hmm. Uh, the level that fits. He's like starting his own cult. Hmm. Hmm. Well, it's good, and he can sort of. He can sort of portray himself a little bit as a heel, or not as a heel, as as a face. Like he can trick you because mm-hmm. he's Matt Hardy. Yeah. All right, and uh, so next we have one of the oh, best man. TV this matches I've seen. It was so good, Jungle Boy versus Dax, which they kept calling him Dax the Axe. I guess that's what Dax said he wants to be known as now, which that's is cool. really funny. Yeah. Again, so old school, mm-hmm. and Jungle Boy is—he's no, he's not old school. He's exactly what Dax hates. Yeah. That's the whole point of this match. Yeah, and I had concerns about this match going in because I was like, okay, Luchasaurus is going to hold the other guys at bay. Okay, that's fine. I buy it. But then on the road two, they announced that the Luchasaurus handcuffs. will be yeah. handcuffed to Tolly and. Uh, and uh, and Cash, I was like, "Well, that's a little cheesy." Mm-hmm. I was like, "But all right." But then also, there's Marco, who's not handcuffed, so now they have the upper hand. But Marco didn't come down, so I was happy with that. Yeah, and the three of them hurt. just just sat in chairs, mm-hmm. and I was happy with that. And it was just a cool visual of them trying to get to the ring and him pulling them back, yeah. and it worked. They didn't play it for comedy. Um, it was just uh, it just. It was a just an effective visual, and I really liked it. Yeah. And this match, again, best match of the night. It'll yes. likely be in my top ten matches of the year. Yeah, this at match the is end. So good. And I don't know how many times a young, not necessarily young, but I'll, I'll say young, a young tag team wrestler is going to have these breakout top 10 matches like mm-hmm. they can it can only happen so many times before you break them off from the from the tag yeah because it's happened with phoenix and pentagon it's happened with jungle boy three times now yeah <laughs> like, well, jungle boy's jungle... just uh, a big star just wavy like as soon as they yeah. pull the trigger on him he's got the theme song now like can you imagine last night because you could hear the crowd singing his song but can you imagine an arena full of people singing that Whew. yeah kudos to um What's his name? Uh, Austin Gunn mm-hmm. <laughs> singing that song yeah. the whole time. He kept the crowd singing it. And you could see him when the match was going, you could see him on the other side of the ring jumping up and down <laughs> singing the song. Like, oh, gotta love his energy. Yeah, he's got a lot of it. But yeah, this match was so good. It was just, it's your classic like, bigger heel versus smaller baby face, but it just worked so well. Yeah, Yeah, you can't. You can't really break down this match mm-hmm. at all because there was so much to it. Like yeah. you'd be going on for hours. But I will talk about a few highlights for me. And uh, one was there was this absolutely incredible slingshot liger bomb that that, that, uh, too. that Dax did to mm-hmm. to Jungle Boy. And it was so vicious. And I'm going to say he, I'm going to reference he who must not be named because mm-hmm. I'm not afraid to mention him. Um, yeah. It was Benoit and Eddie Guerrero-esque. Yeah. 
with its torque go back and watch their power bombs that they used to do they have a whip to the end of their power bombs that i have not seen someone do a power bomb like that until this yeah and i was just i was like oh my god i was just looking at gifs the other day like <laughs> videos of uh of benoit guerrero power bombing each other yeah and their, it is their power bombs just... are always so crisp and like vicious looking this was the snappiest power bomb I've seen in my life, mm-hmm. and yeah, they they were just going back and forth, just just out wrestling each other the whole time, and it's just Dax trying to shut down Jungle Boy because Jungle Boy's everything that he hates, mm-hmm. and he's unable to do so. Yeah, the whole, and it was vicious, and there was counter after counter after counter, um, and Dax at one point he. He almost fucks up this match when he, once again, FTR is going up on the top rope, which yeah. is what they do when they're facing these young high flyers that they can't seem to beat them with their old school wrestling. So they try and beat them at their own game. And he almost messed it up. Yeah. And then they get into this back and forth uh, reversals of near falls. Oh, that... But it's not just it's not the regular one, two. One, two, like where they mm-hmm. just go back and forth with the with the near falls, but it was like five minutes of just furious, just mat wrestling. Yeah, lots of counters. Is awesome. It was incredible, and then Jungle Boy got the snare trap, which is his new submission, which yeah. I loved because Jungle Boy didn't beat him with his, with his flips. He didn't yeah. beat him with any aerials or drop kicks. He beat him with his submission. Yeah. Like he tapped out Dax, and I love that because a lot of uh, FTR's biggest losses have been from when they're tapped out. Mm-hmm. If you go back to their famous matches, and like this match was the singles equivalent to their matches with American Alpha, yeah, in NXT. That's what this match was. Mm-hmm. And yeah, this then match was, it was so good, pay per view quality on a. On a like, Wednesday night. When he tapped out Dax, I was so surprised and so excited. I was I was literally tapping out on my couch. Yeah. I, I was slapping my hand on the couch. I figured Jungle Boy was gonna win, but I figured it'd be like a sneaky win, like a quick roll up or something. But they did that whole roll up sequence and then he got him to tap out, which I thought was really cool. I wasn't sure because they had they've been pulling pulling away the football on us mm-hmm. multiple times now. True. Where uh they had um, Jurassic Express hasn't been able to get over the hump yet, mm-hmm. and FTR specifically has beaten them twice. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I think um, I'm hoping that this is the start of Jungle Boy's rise. Oh, it needs to be. He's. I think he'll get a belt at some point this year. Mm-hmm. I don't. I'm looking at the belts they have right now, and I don't see how he's going. To get a, he might get a title shot from Kenny. I could see and that. Kenny. That'd be really and good. And Kenny beats too. him, which will be mm-hmm. fine. Could totally fine. Kenny should beat him, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, they're obviously saving that one for later. But maybe at the very top of this uh, rise, which should be meteoric for him this year, he'll get there. Yeah. But yeah. I him in the TNT title scene too. I think him and Darby would have a really fun match. No, they would have a great match. I just, I think. Darby being face though. Yeah, face versus face may... is hard, but 
Darby could easily do a heel turn. Oh, yeah. Easy as pie. He could do him. a heel turn and not really change anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, it, it would work just fine. But I think for for Jungle Boy's strengths, you put him against a heel. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because you want you want that huge pop. Yeah, he's he's very he's very good at the sympathetic baby face too when he's getting beat down. He yeah, like a, he got a pop out of me that is very rare. <laughs> <laughs> like you don't, I don't normally react like that to to the finish of a match, like uh, with sheer surprise Mm -hmm. like i can only remember like the last time i was surprised and giddy and just like like i was literally tapping out on the couch like slapping the couch i couldn't i couldn't get over it oh but we we haven't even talked about the rest of this oh yeah so yeah so there's a bunch of stuff happens after the match so some uh Tully throws powder in Luchasaurus's face, which apparently unlocks handcuffs. Because yeah. both of them get out of the handcuffs, yeah. and they throw him well, into I think, the... I think a ref was over there unlocking him, because the match was... Oh, okay. There. I think I saw someone okay. else standing over there. Okay, that's how. They didn't quite, <laughs> they didn't quite catch him, but he throws powder in Luchasaurus's face. They smash his head against the post, and they run in, and they, they're beating down Jungle Boy. They hit him with a... Like a triple... Pendulum slingshot suplex. suplex. Yeah, that's nuts. Slingshot suplex. And then Luchasaurus comes in, but he's all dazed from the powder and the headshot. Yeah. So he's not at his top form. They they beat him down. They pick him up. Or both of FDR pick him up, flip him over for the um, for the spike pile driver. And Tully goes up and does the spike, it which looked, looked awesome. Yeah, and he landed right on uh, Dex is who he landed on. <laughs> he like His momentum took him over and he landed on Dex. Yeah, it was really good. Mm-hmm. And then, and just, this this was corny, but it looked so brutal. And, and again, a very hearkening right back, like, to the NWA days, where they, where they, uh, they handcuffed him to the ropes, and they had him dangling there, and mm-hmm. he looks like he was being crucified. And they, they, they took scissors, and they cut off his horns, and I was like, oh my god. Like I was like, this is horrifying, but really they're just cutting horns off of yeah, it's rubber mask. mask. <laughs> it's not but I was I was completely bought into it. I wonder if like, he's gonna get a new mask now. Oh, for sure. He has to. Mm-hmm. It's it his mask got torn up. But um Yeah, so I was looking at Luchasaurus's face and he looked so out of it and so hurt. I was just like, Oh my god. It's like this is brutal. Mm-hmm. And then they go over to Jungle Boy. They they go to cut off his hair. It's like, don't you cut off his yeah, beautiful can't, long hair? Can't cut off those luxurious locks. Like that is that is that is a sin too far. <laughs> and they didn't because Marco runs out with a gold a chair. A gold somehow. chair. I don't know where he got that chair from. I was like, that is a golden chair. And the rest of the locker room runs out to help him. And it's like, okay, good. As long as you protect his beautiful golden locks. Yeah, we can't have those cut. That's like his power. He's like Samson in the Bible. Yeah, this match, like, this match was honestly, it was Ricky Morton versus Arn Anderson, and it was amazing. Yeah. I and loved I it. loved it. Yeah. Five stars. Oh, yeah. I I might watch this after this podcast is done. Yeah. <laughs> like, go back and watch it again. It was yeah. so good. Yeah, it was really good. Jungle Boy's going to be a big star whenever they decide to give him a single oh push. Oh, my God. Especially with the like, song now. I cannot wait until COVID's over and we can hear him come out to an arena. They need to start the first dynamite with a crowd back 
with Jungle Boy coming out, so the whole crowd like, can sing that song. It sounded good with just Austin singing. It. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's what I mean. That's why I was like, man, imagine what is it like ten thousand people in an arena singing that? It's gonna be amazing. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this next segment oh, was, God, this was also too. so good. Yeah. So this is Team Taz's response to Sting and Darby. And I don't even remember if they said anything. They said something about, it doesn't you wanna, matter. You want to call us out by our first names? We're on a first name basis now, huh? You think you're thugs? We're the thugs. And then they like see those. Yeah, uh, they are just merch guys. great goons. Yeah. <laughs> so they just go out to the merch table out in the back. You notice who's front and center up. right by Taz? It was Hook. No. When they were walking out. Or the first guy to run up on someone, it was Hook. He's the guy oh, that started yeah. the brawl. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Hook just, he runs out and just judo throws a guy <laughs> right into a barricade. Yeah. And I was like, that's assault. Yeah. <laughs> like, he just I killed these, a man. These are just merch guys. They're not doing anything. And then Brian Cage picks up a guy and just lawn darts his head right into the side of a 18-wheeler yeah. truck. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, that was a brutal shot. Mm-hmm. Like, I wouldn't want, like, a wrestler taking that shot, let alone... Yeah, I believe me these when, are just the guys who set up the arena. Reminded <laughs> these me of are the techs. Kevin Nash did that to Rey Mysterio back in the nineties. Like oh, the did early, he? Yeah, early NWO days, he did that. Oh my god! It, it, like it was a brutal look. He flew through the air like Superman, mm-hmm. headfirst, right into the side of the truck. Yeah, and then he was up there. Ricky and then gorilla press slammed that guy through the table. That was nuts looking. He picked him up. I was so like, high. I didn't know. Starks could gorilla press people. Yeah. He gorilla pressed that man and put him right through a table. Yeah. Which is almost a reference of himself in WWE when he got put through a table by Ryback. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Taz says, like, who's the who's the thugs now? Or I forget what he says, but he gets in the camera and says something. So, Like, this was straight violence. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God. It's like, these guys are terrifying. Yeah. And the have hook them is do the worst way. one. But yeah, I know. He's like a little, he's he's like his dad was back in the day, just a little. He's not that little, but a smaller guy that could, will just mess you up. Like, he looks like a terrifying Aaron Paul. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah or Logan to... Paul or whatever. Like, those yeah. two brothers. He looks like the, it's like, he looks like one of those guys that can actually fuck you up. Yeah. Like they, need to, they need to have Team Taz do this more often. Just beat up random people because it was really entertaining. Yeah, they just went out there and Lance archered some people. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, I think they got mad at him because they didn't have any FTW or Team Taz merch. Yeah, everybody died out there. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, yeah, I cannot wait for Hook's first match. Me either. It's going to be incredible. Yeah. He's he's the next Wardlow. Oh yeah. I um, it's going to be against because Cody's kind of just disappeared. I hope it's Darby. Feud. It'd be cool if it's Do- uh, Darby. I, I hope that he, I hope he beats Darby for the title. That'd be really nice. I would love it. I would absolutely love it. I, I I'm such a huge hook, Mark. Yeah, <laughs> me too. I am so I'm a hundred percent in on this kid. Me too. He's, he's terrifying. He's yeah, he looks like everybody I hated in high school. Mm-hmm. Yep, <laughs> and then you can't beat him up because he'll beat you up. So you, it makes no. it even worse. <laughs> what are you gonna do? He's gonna suplex you on your head. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, he's oh my god, he's so he's so terrifying. I love Team Taz so much. I say it every week, but I need a Team Taz shirt of just a picture of all of them on the shirt, please. 
I was so happy to just see them do something physical this week instead yeah. of running away from Sting. Yeah. It was nice. So I will take Sting failing to break some windows and uh, coming to the having a eureka moment that he's a hoodlum, mm-hmm. which, again, weird word to use, hoodlum. Yeah. <laughs> Why not say thug or goon? Or yeah. I don't know. It was very odd. Um, like coming to the weird cartoonish realization that he's a hoodlum. I will take that if it means that I get this segment every day of the week. Oh, yeah, for sure. Although I will say, I'm now cheering for Team Taz. The only problem is, how you can't have Hook run out there and like murder Sting. Uh, I mean, that'd be cool <laughs> if they did, but I doubt they will. <laughs> he might, because like, you know Hook's getting involved. Oh, you yeah, have to I'm... know the other guys are getting involved in this match. Yeah, because it's... Even though they're Starks not in it. They're, they're in, in the match, right? It's just yeah, it's Starks and Cage. The other guys are yeah. coming in. Oh, yeah. Yeah, honestly, Taz is just like a little mob boss. Yeah, no. So, Hook, yeah. Hook, go break his knees. Yeah, it's perfect okay, with his Dad. accent, too. <laughs> <laughs> mm, go murder a person. All right, so n- the next match we had Baker versus Shanna. And this was a good match. Uh-huh. Um, fairly, st- like, a, like it, w- it was solid. It was good. Um, not really anything to write home about, but it, it was... It was good. No botches, none of that stuff. It was clean. Shanna's a good worker. She is the more experienced wrestler between the two. So mm-hmm. um, I liked that Britt was using all the dirtiest tricks in the book yeah. to uh, to take the, to get the advantage on Shanna. Similar to uh, to Kingston, she was like kicking at the knees. She was going for the for the dirty tactics. The uh, Hitting her with the with the closed fist at the rope breaks, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, she got Shanna on the outside at one point and hit her with a nasty looking sling blade on the floor, which yeah, I was, liked. That was good. It's like her own version of the spear on the outside. Mm-hmm. Um, then uh, they they're on the inside. She uses a distraction from Reba to lock in the lockjaw. Um, then after she wins. She hits her with the curb stomp, which I love her curb stomp, and mm. then gets her with another lockjaw. And then out comes Thunder Rosa, chases her off. Very straightforward. Yeah, very yeah, very straightforward. Mm-hmm. Uh you could say by the books, um, but like by the numbers, but like it was good. It was effective. It did exactly what it needed to do. I'm excited really excited for their match on Oh, me too. It's gonna be next great. week. It's yeah. gonna be it's going to be a fantastic match. The one thing I wish they would do a little bit more with this feud is just have Britt talk a bit more. Yeah. She's she's so good. Um, I guess they 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 had to spin like you can't really be too hard on them because this match was supposed to happen two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So I mean, what are you going to do? Yeah, that's a, there's nothing you can do about that. So but next week, I can't wait. I think it's going to be awesome. I think, hmm, I don't know what will happen. Uh, you could have Baker lose and then Baker win the tournament, possibly. Yeah, that'd be actually a pretty smart way to do it, to keep Baker relevant. Because mm-hmm. you don't want Thunder Rosa to lose either, because she's kind of on a hot streak. Well, yeah, like you could have Thunder Rosa 
lose to Baker, or like Thunder Rosa beat Baker, and then have them meet each other in the finals, possibly. Mm-hmm. Which would be cool. Yeah, that would be really cool. Okay, so speaking of that, oh then gosh, we have so exciting. the uh, the women's tournament. We have, actually, you break the news. Okay, uh, it was announced, uh, first, first match announced for the women's eliminator tournament is, uh, oh crap, it's Riho versus Serena Deeb. And uh, they said it's the American bracket, but then the picture showed Serena Deeb with the American flag behind her, of course, and then Riho with the Japanese flag. So I'm guessing it's going to be American wrestlers versus Japanese wrestlers the whole tournament. Yeah, which I is thought, super, I thought it was just going to be super like, exciting. Mm-hmm, yeah. Yes, and I'm very excited Riho's coming back. I've missed her. I, I love that angle that it looks like it might be an American versus a Japanese wrestler each time. Because, mm-hmm. first of all, AW doesn't have that many Japanese wrestlers signed, so that means there's more coming over. Yeah, for sure. Because um, that also, like, you don't, you wouldn't say on the American side if there's no Jap, like if it, the the other half of the people aren't Japanese. It just it doesn't really make sense. Yeah. At first, I thought that like, oh, are they filming half of it in America and half in Japan? But no, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, they're doing this sort of like a Davis Cup thing. Mm-hmm. In like uh in like tennis or golf where they have like Team USA versus Team Europe mm-hmm. or Team USA versus whatever. Yeah. Um, I think that's how they're playing this. So it's like okay, who else is going to be on this card? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that means Yuka Sakazaki is coming. Yes. We already Emi Sakura is already confirmed. Mm-hmm. Um, but beyond that, those are the three people. Those are the three Japanese wrestlers they have signed. So beyond that, there has to be more coming. Yeah. So that's that's extremely exciting. And I went down the list of uh, wrestlers they have officially signed in AEW, and it does not line up with the amount of wrestlers that they of spots they have. Yeah. So they have to include people on tier zero contracts, and or people who aren't with the company either new signings or guests hopefully not guests because they need some fresh blood yeah yeah and they need to elevate the people they have because mm-hmm. we, like we've talked about many times their women's division is the one that needs work so they need to try to 1000 percent. yeah they need to try to get some of the women they have signed over and in, in more prominent spots but yeah i, I think having like Riho and like Yukasaka and Zaki back and stuff, that'll help out a lot in their division. Because before the mm-hmm. pandemic, both of them were pretty over with the crowds whenever there was crowds still. Well, yeah, and the very first episode of Dynamite had an absolute banger of a Joshi. Yeah. Like, uh, it was like a six-man tag, mm-hmm. and it was all Joshi wrestlers. Yeah, and it I, was really good, super exciting. The crowd was into it. Yeah, because I remember the, the early, early days of AEW, it seemed like they were going to have a heavy focus on the Joshi women. And that was going to be kind of like their cruiserweights from like WCW, mm-hmm. like look at what they can do. But then of course the pandemic happened and it all just kind of fell through. But hopefully now with them coming back, they can start to build. I know the, like they did have plans for international talent. Mm-hmm. Um, think- and I know, I know that they did want to do some talent exchanges mm-hmm. where they would send people on excursion. That's that's straight from the buck's mouth. Yeah. That was prior to dynamite. Um, and that was with like, 
OWE, the Oriental Wrestling Entertainment. Um, yeah, I don't think and that's also tri- anymore. No, it's not. Mm-hmm. But I would still love to get. There was a couple really good guys oh, yeah. there that I would yeah, still T-Hawk love to back? bring back. T Hawk, T Hawk, and that one. They have this one super hot shot guy. Anyways, I'm absolutely digressing. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's very exciting. Just the possibilities of who they could bring in, like complete fresh people. Maybe we see the return of Aja Kong. That never materialized. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Be it's awesome uh, to come back too. It's, you think, like, it's we'll, very cool. Do you think like B Priestley will come back? Or she even mm. was she even ever signed with AEW? I remember she was there a lot for a while, but she got released. Oh, okay. From the company because this was partly because of pandemic. Also, there there was just All they released everybody that had a conflict. Mm-hmm. I yeah. know that uh, I don't. I don't really want to speculate, but the only thing I I can say for sure: B Priestley and I can't remember her name. That other woman from the UK. Um, uh, I'm blanking on her name now. Yeah, blonde woman. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I uh, I don't mean to forget your name, but they got in. They got into a fight backstage. Mm-hmm. They both got released. Um, and the other person to get released was Jimmy Havoc. Yeah. So it seemed like they got in a fight and then they didn't really use them that much anymore. And they were stuck overseas and they just sort of decided, you know what? You're stuck overseas. We don't have plans for you anyways. Let's cut you. Because mm-hmm. it couldn't have just been the travel. Because they yeah. also had Pac and Emi Sakura and Yuka Sakazaki. Yeah. All, they had all kinds of other people that they kept under contract. Mm-hmm. That's, that makes sense. But I could see if they could bring Jamie Hader over with her. Yeah, I could see them absolutely bringing her back. Yeah. I don't think it's over for sure because even after she was cut, she's like, I still would uh, come over if it was right. Mm-hmm. So we shall see. There's a reason why they haven't announced everyone in the tournament yet, though, because I'm oh for sure. I imagine it's, there's going to be some big surprises. Yeah, it's a. Uh, this is exactly what they need. They mm-hmm. need the hype that comes from these tournaments, and they said yeah. that it's they're going to announce the majority of the people in February. So that's next week. Yeah, I'm happy about that. Maybe they'll have some impact, like they could have like Jordan Grace on there <laughs> that's who i want that's the number one person i want them to get mm-hmm. I, that's the like mm-hmm. if there's one female talent i want them to get it's jordan grace yeah i'd like to see jordan grace or uh, rosemary from impact if they brought in mm-hmm. anyone from impact because mm-hmm. yeah like jordan that. grace is she's just so unique mm-hmm. there's nobody else out there like her i remember she was in the first all-in battle was she really Oh yeah, yeah. She was in the the buy-in battle royal, and she was over huge because she was suplexing dudes and power slamming them and stuff. I think it was I that did show. not know she was in that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I don't. Know, it's I've slept since then, but I'm pretty sure. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, that was. Uh, I don't know that I caught all of that match. Mm-hmm. So I know Jazz was in it too. Yeah. And yeah, you never know. Maybe she shows up. Yeah, there's there's lots of women who show up just for tournaments mm-hmm. from time to time. Yeah. Killer Kelly's one good. as well. Yeah, it's going to be good. I'm waiting. Can't wait. Okay, so next we had MJF and Sammy. They had words. Um, 
actually within MJF's match before the match before he calls out Griff, he he first looks at Sammy on the outside and says, "Sammy, you and I need to have a chat." Yeah. So this is their chat. Because mm-hmm. so, they've been talking on Twitter this past week, like you and I have my phone calls and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I think I think this is I think it essentially starts with that. He says, "He says, Sammy, you're not answering my phone calls. Mm-hmm. I just have to tell you." Uh, Wardlow did what he did in last week's match against my wishes. Um, yeah. I've docked him some pay. Um, he's like, I would never throw you under the bus like that, or I would never cheat to win a match with you. Mm-hmm. And Sammy interrupts and he says, like, no, I see what you're doing, MJF. I see right through you. Um, and then MJF says, are you sure you really want to go down this road? And and then he squares up to Sammy, and Sammy says, I'm deadly serious. Yeah. He said, I am not playing. And then he storms off, and MJF looks pissed, but I'm sure he's happy. Um, and it's either going to be that they are building to a match between the two of them, and they're going to have a huge blow-off match, a revolution, or it's... Uh, or it's in plain sight, and the person that he's teaming with, or that's going to help him split it up, is Sammy. Oh yeah, that's why I think it's Sammy too. Sammy's it's either to way too obvious, or that's going to be the the straw that breaks breaks the camel's back. Is going to be mm-hmm. those two going at it, and I'm so excited either way because we've oh, yeah. seen them. We've seen what they can do in tag matches together. They are phenomenal against mm-hmm. each other. I cannot wait to watch them have a feud and we're going to get that even if he breaks up the inner circle and Sammy's the guy to break him, break it up with him. Mm -hmm. I still see them having this match sooner rather than later. They'll probably do it because I mean, they've all been having matches with each other to blow off Mm -hmm. steam in quotation marks. So I could see them doing that and then it could be part of their ruse. Yeah, for sure. That's what I think it is. Cause I, I think, yeah, Sammy's going to be the one to put that final dagger in Jericho's back. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then we have the Young Bucks and the Good Brothers versus the Dark Order. This was a this was a great match. This as was well. so much fun. It reminded me of like 2017 PWG in Reseda, California. It was just so much fun. Everyone was just working at a super high pace. It was a lot of fun. That's funny. In the notes, I I marked down PWG as well. Yeah. <laughs> this this match was very heavy PWG talent. This mm-hmm. is like the glory days of PWG. Yes, yes. 2017 PWG, if anyone doesn't know, is my favorite wrestling promotion of all time. It's just so good. Everything they were able to do. If, if people have not watched uh, Uno and Grayson's matches... From their PWD, yeah, from their PWG days, at that point, they were incredible. Yeah, and they there are some moves that they have since retired mm-hmm. that um, I wish they would break out again. That uh, I will mark out so hard if they ever do. Yeah, and they got but over the, those guys. fairly quickly there in PWG too. Is like they were brought in for their tag team tournament. Excuse me, not yeah. no, too many people knew who they were. And then after their first match, like they got like a standing ovation and everyone, they were like PWG regulars there for a while after that. Mm-hmm. They're one of the, they're one of the OGs there. They were, they were there mm-hmm. for a long time. Yeah. 
And I think based off of those matches, that's how they got banned from the States because they were working without visas. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. So that's uh that's what that's part of the reason why they why no one knew who they were mm-hmm. and why the Bucks knew them. Because yeah. they had banger after banger with them in yeah. uh in PWG and then they brought them when Ring of Honor came to town or came I say came to town because they came to Toronto. Um mm-hmm. the Bucks uh sought them out for a match because it was in Canada. Yeah. So like they the had that match of like Clash of the Worlds or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where they were just they everyone was able to just call their shot, like yeah. call their, their dream opponents and they brought out Smack Super Smash Bros for that one. Mm-hmm. And that is that's an absolute classic. Yeah. But yeah, this match was a lot of fun. We've been talking about throwbacks, like like we were just saying, this is definitely throwback to the glory days of PWG with a style of match. I think the only and I can't even confirm this, that have uh have Gallows and Anderson wrestled PWG? I know Gallows I mean Anderson has, I don't know about Gallows. Okay, so I think Gallows is the only guy in this match who's yeah. who has not wrestled in PWG. Then mm-hmm. yeah. everybody in this ma- match has wrestled there, and that that was the first thing I noticed as soon mm-hmm. as this match started. It's just like, oh shit, this is a this is a yeah. PWG match. You, you knew the Bucks were smiling about that when they put this together. It's so good, mm-hmm. and you know Excalibur oh, yeah. had a he grin had be, from ear to ear. Yeah, that's his baby. Yeah, he's part owner of PWG, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, he is with uh, Super Dragon. Him and Super Dragon, yeah. Okay, so this starts with uh, the Bucks and the Good Brothers. They're reminiscing about their days in, yeah. in New Japan. And, oh my god, the the Good Brothers are so obnoxious. Yeah, I love it though. <laughs> <laughs> the Biz Cliz. Yeah, Biz Cliz. They... Oh my god, if anyone there. ever says that to me in real life, I'm slapping them. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's the worst. Mm-hmm. And when Gallows uses the the championship belt as his dick. Yeah, he swings it back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, he's the worst kind of human being. Mm-hmm. And, so oh, funny, just, just the perfect heels. Mm-hmm. And they, they do yeah, the so they're and stuff and... Yeah, so they're reminiscing about their days in New Japan when they were with Bullet Club. They refer to themselves as Bullet yeah, Club. Yeah, they say Bullet they Club. They say, this is the first Bullet Club. This is our first Bullet Club match back together. Mm-hmm. And they refer to them as the Bullet Club throughout the match. That's why I said it earlier. They mm-hmm. obviously have the go-ahead to use it. Otherwise, yeah. they would not be using it. Yeah, even Tony Schiavone and JR said Bullet Club. Yeah, it's a it's a thing. Mm-hmm. They're... They aren't using the logos. Maybe the logos are a no go, but yeah. uh, it's a it's very interesting going forward. Mm-hmm. Um, who knows what's going to happen with Tama Tonga down the line? Oh yeah, he. We if can't you follow even, him on Twitter. He, he hates. He's it, talking I up. I don't. He's he talking does. up a storm, but you you never know when when these guys all talk about how much they hate stuff. It always ends up being a match. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then you know Tama Tonga is always talking about how. They, they shouldn't be using it, and he hates it and stuff. But whenever Carl Anderson and Gallows were first free agents, and the, before the pandemic started, they, he was on Twitter talking about, "Oh, they're coming back to do Japan and stuff." So, I don't think yeah. he really hates it. I think it's just all storyline. I think I think it is storyline. I think it could very well line up to uh, a big Bullet Club blow off match down the line. Mm-hmm. That's the dream. Anyways, yeah. sometimes I want to think that you know the Jay White leaving New Japan 
stuff is part of this storyline too. And that would be great. Mm-hmm. That would be great. You never know. You never know. He could be in quarantine. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so they're reminiscing, and then Kenny and Don come out, and Don's trying to get at the young bucks. He's accusing them of assaulting him. The young bucks are saying that they didn't do it, so obviously they didn't do it. Yeah, and you have the, the, the Don's big bandage on his face. On his face. <laughs> so they're trying to rip it off and. Kenny's pushing them away, trying to trying to get between the two, but he's clearly siding with Don. Mm-hmm. Um, he tells them to to get to the ring, so they go to the ring. Um, the Good Brothers uh, come out to their music, and it was interesting to see the Young Bucks and the Good Brothers were on good terms. Yeah, if you notice, they they even in the backstage segment they're on good terms until Don showed up. So it's like Don Callis is the the wedge between yeah. everyone. He's he's absolutely, but yeah, I thought I was like, oh, are they going to be able to coexist? Or like, well, yeah, they're mm-hmm. they were good friends they did in this which... four way super kick and everything. Oh my god, I will I will talk about that. That was there were some really nice tandem maneuvers mm-hmm. in this match. And one of the um, best hot tags I've seen in a while with silver. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, this match had all kinds of energy, and mm-hmm. again, super cool to see all the PWG stuff. Um, it really showed that everybody in this match knew each other inside and out. Mm-hmm. It showed that they've been wrestling each other for a long time. Yeah, actually, the the thing is though that the aside, the um, Silver and Reynolds were the guys who don't have that much chemistry with everybody, and they they fit right in. Mm-hmm. They hit this massive uh, wombo combo yeah. <laughs> into a fatality yeah, at the end with nuts. the. With the with uh, Uno and Grayson that just knocked my socks off. Mm-hmm. There was there was a triple power bomb on the outside, yeah. where uh, Gallows hit a power bomb and uh, Nick hit one. Or not and Nick. Anderson. Nick doesn't power bomb. Matt power bombs Matt. some somebody. But yeah, there's three power bombs on the apron, mm-hmm. like uh, all around the ring, which was really cool. Yeah. I've never seen that in my life. That was awesome. Yeah, this match. Like, if you haven't seen it yet, it's a lot of fun. Everyone should go watch it. It's just it's and no Bullet psychology Club. though. So if you're looking for that, don't mm-hmm. think about that. It's just a lot of fun. Yeah, it was just it was just like just knocking my socks off left, right, and center. Mm-hmm. And uh yeah, they did a they did like a four corners super kick yeah. to a guy on his knees in the center of the ring, which was one of the cooler things I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And I th- that would be a really cool finish to the match, but it wasn't the finish to the match. Yeah. Um, I can't remember what the finish to the match was. Uh, oh, yeah, it was a Melter Driver. Yeah. And uh, the Good Brothers did a Magic Killer to one of the Dark Order dudes, and then right after that, uh, the Bucks hit a Melter Driver. Yeah, so then then Phoenix comes running out, attacking them like mm-hmm. a like a crazy nut job that he is. Yeah, he does it. He gets like, overwhelmed. Then Moxley runs out. He he kind of he clears the ring, mm-hmm. and then Kenny comes running out, and he's <laughs> he's got his boot in his hand. He's running out with his boot. He's coming to kill Moxley with his shoe. 
and he comes in there. He, Moxley goes back to him. He swings the boot at him. Moxley turns around. He sees him coming. Hits him with the paradigm shift, and Kenny gets planted on his head. And I swear to God, he looked like Wiley e. Coyote. Yeah, I was gonna say he looked like a like, cartoon. He was on his head with his like his <laughs> legs like twitching in the mm-hmm. air with his one shoe on his bright <laughs> yellow sock. It was good. It was the fuck I was cackling mm-hmm. it was so funny kenny running down with this giant boot oh yeah. my god it's got that and giant I... metal piece on it too i just noticed though it's so gaudy oh someone on twitter he's a he's a he runs a podcast his name is cameron hawkins um i think his twitter handle is seahawk c-e-e hawk i so i can't i can't take credit for this tweet but he said uh he said Kenny with the normal fit running out there with a with a with a Tyrannosaurus Zord shoe or with a Tyrannosaurus <laughs> Zord boot. That's hilarious. <laughs> and I I don't know. I got so much I, I need you to gift that for me. I need I'll you try. to gift it. And yeah. I need you to put it on our Twitter, which is at workrate podcast on Twitter. Follow us. We post gifts. We post analysis of matches. We live tweet. Mm-hmm. We shit post from time to time. Lots of fun stuff. I normally use it to shout out things that I love, to shout out good matches, to shout out good content, because I like to put out positivity mm-hmm. and just things that make me laugh. Yeah. Okay. I thought this whole episode was really good. I'd give the whole night four and a half stars the whole night. The only down thing was there's some little dips in the middle, but I thought it was really good. The second half of the episode was just fan-fucking-tastic. Yeah, it was really good. Just so good. As soon as the the 9 o'clock hit, like the first half, it was good. It was fine. Mm -hmm. Like, obviously, there there were some dips, but they were short, and... But the second half was so good. It was such a fun week of wrestling. And next week, what do we have to look forward to next week? We have started off, we were cordially invited to the wedding of Penelope Ford and Kip. Um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully that's good. I it's a really wrestling hope wedding, not... so it's not going to go smooth at all. Yeah. I really hope they knock it out of the park. Um, and then we... We can move on. I want to see more of Miro. I'm a thousand percent not writing off Miro because I'm a huge Miro fan. Mm-hmm. But I want to see him get out from underneath the storyline, which has honestly buried him. Yeah, it's it's way past time for him to start being a monster and tearing through the ranks. Yeah, the, the reception he had when he came out mm-hmm. was huge. I have not had a reaction well i've said that multiple times but like i that that's probably the biggest other than sting Mm -hmm. sting's reaction was big um like to a debut like i i was over the moon Mm -hmm. when miro came out and since then it's been a disappointment so i'm but i know how good he is and Mm -hmm. i know they can they can figure out something with him going forward after that, we have Thunderosa versus Britt Baker. That match is going to be fantastic. Yeah, I, I can't wait for this. It's going to be so good. Um, 
yeah, it's going to be awesome. I no matter who wins, it's fantastic for the division. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a feeling that Britt Baker wins. Or did I say Thunder Rosa? You said no, Thunder I said Rosa Britt earlier. Baker. Ah, I don't care who wins, yeah. but I just want them to face each other in the in the tournament in yeah. the finals, and then have the other. I want Britt Baker to end up with the title. Mm-hmm. Is what I want. Yeah. Um. So maybe Thunder Rosa wins, then Britt Baker beats her. In the tournament. For the number one championship, for the number one spot, and then takes it from Riho. Because I don't see Thunder Rosa taking it from Riho. They've yeah. already had their match. Mm-hmm. Okay, then we have Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers versus John Moxley, Pac, and Ray Phoenix. And whoo boy, that's going to be a fucking banger. Yeah, this is going to be a lot of fun. I have no idea what to expect from this. Like, the team that's facing Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers, it's like, well, that's random. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they're facing... I still can't even get over... I, even just looking at Kenny Omega versus John Moxley just seems so strange to me. Yeah. I still can't get over that, that we're, that we're seeing that Yeah, it's like a these days. thought you'd never see. And like Pac versus the Good Brothers. I mean, I guess they were both in WWE, but I don't know. It just seems... It's cool. Yeah. It's very cool. And then the... Oh, I didn't even talk about this aspect of the uh of the good brothers match but here we go yeah it's uh there's the tag team battle royale which will be which will be awesome it was the first good battle royale the aw had Mm -hmm. last year it was amazing it was when uh it was the match that got butcher and the blade over yeah um i don't see butcher and the blade on this graphic which is interesting yeah we had the graphic i didn't realize that all of inner circles in it. <laughs> yeah, that, so that'll be good. Yeah. So in, inner circle's going to explode in this match for mm-hmm. sure. So yeah. that'll be that's exciting. I'm very much looking forward to Sammy's that. Sammy's totally eliminating MJF. One thousand percent, and it'll be glorious. Yeah. Or Sammy eliminates Jericho. Yeah. Yeah. One of I the can two. Say that too. Yeah. Um. However, at the was it at the end of the. Young Bucks. Oh, yes. This is when Ray Phoenix came down. Yeah. Okay. So the Young Bucks said uh, they have been inserted into the Battle Royal, and if they win, they get to call their shot. They get to pick their next opponent. And they said that they can't think of a better opponent than their good friends, the Good Brothers. Mm-hmm. And the Good Brothers loved it. They did the two sweet, and that's when Ray Phoenix that's when ran Phoenix out. came out, yeah. So I can't wait for that. And... I don't think they would make it so obvious that that's what happens. Yeah, that's well, I was thinking. I was like, I don't think they're going to do that. But however, no. Uh, Good Brothers have another match later, mm-hmm. and I don't see Ray Phoenix or Pentagon on this graphic. But I was thinking, like maybe Good Brothers run out and they win. Yeah, and then they get to face them anyways. Yeah. Well, Phoenix and the Good Brothers are in that six-man tag, and then could yeah. be Hardy Party. I can see that. Then they get they're getting shots for both titles. That'd be pretty cool. That fits in with the with their storyline with Matt Hardy. There's so they were will splinter off a ton of a bunch of story off yeah, of this well, match. Yeah, because FTR's in this and Jungle Boy and 
Luchasaurus, they'll probably eliminate each other. Mm-hmm. So all the inner circle. There's the acclaimed who will just have fun. Yeah, and you've and then got Top Air- Flight. You've got Dark Top Order. Flight. I don't see the Wombo brothers in here. Silver nope, and Reynolds. It's, it's uh, Evil Uno and Grayson. Yeah. Surprised, but you never know. There could be more people. Than yeah, I could see those. them putting more people in it too. But this is this is very exciting. Yeah, it's I, gonna be. A lot I of can't fun. wait for this. The last one they had was. Yeah, was, there were some fantastic moments. It was one of the turnaround episodes for AW when they were starting to flounder a bit. Yeah, yeah, and this one. And then good. they had this. This uh, battle royale was one of the, the high points that launched them forward. Mm-hmm. It redeemed a few people, especially um, Butcher and the Blade. Yeah, because they they were dead on arrival when they showed up. Yeah, because they didn't really like. They just kind of debuted. People didn't know them. It was yeah, weird. AEW expected everyone to know who they were. I only knew who I they know. were because I'm a fan of Andy Williams, the yeah. Butcher's band. <laughs> I'm a fan of his band from yeah. my early 20s. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I knew who he was. <laughs> and I didn't even know he, he he could wrestle that well. I was yeah. like, I was kind of freaking out. I was like, oh, no. I hope yeah. this doesn't go badly for him. Well, yeah, I they're they're my favorite band, so... I knew he wrestles and I've watched him. So I was, I was excited, but I was like, I don't think anyone else really knows who these guys are, but yeah, that's no, this, this is going to bang next week's episode is awesome. Yeah. So that is one, two, three announced episodes so far. Um, so we will have more announced going forward. We always do. Yeah. Usually Friday they'll announce more matches, Mm -hmm. especially this would be a beach break. So though, Mm hmm. But the, the Battle Royale will take a, a good chunk. Yeah. I, I could see the three the three matches they have announced now taking a lot of time if they wanted to half, give it to them. Half the show, yeah. easily, if not more. Yeah. Also, no, this, this is, weekend is a, a New Japan show, the first night of a New Beginning. The Ooh. main event of that is going to be Shingo Takage versus Hiroshi Tanahashi for the never open weight title, so that should be very good. I do have to shout out um, tomorrow on the 29th, starting at 8 o'clock, um, GCW is doing their 24 hours of free wrestling Yeah. on their YouTube. And if I'm not mistaken, it's all live. I think so, because they've been announcing matches all week. Yeah, so and that'd be a lot Joey Janela was supposed to be on it, but his match got canceled because it was somebody that signed with WWE, a woman. I can't remember oh, her name. Oh, yeah, she was just in there. Oh yeah, it was. She wrestled for AW. Yeah, she was just for, in her uh, dusty classic. Elena Black. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because he tweeted well shit or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, it was five minutes after they announced the match mm-hmm. that uh, she canceled it. Yeah, that's fun. Um, but yeah, they're doing another yeah, they're, for the culture. They're doing all sorts of. It looks yeah, like a lot Chris of fun Dickinson stuff. has a banger against some. Oh, Chris Dickinson's going up against Juicy. If people haven't seen Juicy, mm-hmm. he's like four hundred pounds and he can move. Yeah, it's gonna be a lot of fun. <laughs> he it's all free. it's a it's a four hundred pounder who can fly a little bit. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, yeah, it's awesome. It's really good indie wrestling, mm-hmm. and it's free, and it's for charity to help indie wrestlers because they're going through a hard time mm-hmm. and watch it just for Chris Dickinson. 
Yeah. AJ Gray's <laughs> that- going to be on there too. AJ for- Gray's phenomenal. I forgot who he's wrestling, but he announced it, but I forgot who he's uh, wrestling. Who so. cares? <laughs> yeah. Just, um, just watch him for his lariat. There's oh another one is Leo Rush versus Blake Christian oh, is man. going to be, That's gonna be phenomenal. Amazing. They've had a match before and it was phenomenal. <laughs> um they are really good. If people remember like uh Carter, what was it? Benjamin Carter. Um <laughs> he was really good, he was a high flyer. Blake Christian is pretty much Benjamin Carter. Yeah. Within GCW, he was a higher profile wrestler than Benjamin Carter. Mm-hmm. Ben Carter just he got hot because of AW. And yep. uh apparently oh, he you... said that he had his uh contract offer from WWE before AW, but I still feel like they probably ratcheted up the Oh yeah. A little <laughs> while we're talking about that a little drama. Did you listen to uh, Willie Hobbs's um, AEW podcast. Lat for, I, think I did last not. Week. Oh, he I was talking not. about how uh, he had his tryout for WWE, but they told him he wasn't good enough. And then, like, then he, uh, like, a couple months later, he uh, had his AEW debut, and then WWE came back with a bunch of uh, contracts for him and stuff after he <laughs> first showed up on AEW. Oh, it happens every time. Mm-hmm. It just happened with Elena Black. It happened like it's, it's every single time. Yeah, it's uh, it's funny how that works. I'm yeah. hoping so, that we see uh, Bear Country again soon. Oh, me too. Making me they're a little awesome. nervous, there, boys. Still don't understand their masks, but they're awesome. Doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> they're scary. So, it, yeah, it looks like we got a lot of good wrestling this weekend and into next week. So. That's a lot of fun. And the All Royal right. Rumbles this weekend, if you're a WWE oh fan. Oh my god, is it? Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll keep up to date with that, because I like to find out who... I, I always have a soft spot for the Royal Rumble. Yeah, I don't haven't been watching a lot of WWE, but I always watch the Royal Rumble, because that's just a fun concept for a match. Mm-hmm. I had a... Uh, I had one VHS. Uh, I think it was like 1993, mm-hmm. maybe. And I wore the shit out of that vhs i only had two the other one scared me even though it's the it's a very famous one it's the one where uh randy savage um gets back takes back or elizabeth takes him back yeah and uh and he leaves with her on his shoulders yeah that one's really good i i have that one but it was the royal that royal rumble one the 93 royal rumble which i think people hate (laughs) but uh it yeah. is one of my most cherished items. Yeah, I've I don't, watched it like twenty five times. Yeah, I don't think that ninety three was like overtly terrible. It just came a year after the ninety two one, which is what many people say is like the best Royal Rumble ever. The one Ric Flair won. Oh yeah, yeah. He won it and then immediately left for WCW. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I haven't watched. Uh, I use. I used to love the the Rumble. I thought it was mm-hmm. so cool. Now, whenever there's a battle royale, I'm like, eh. yeah, they're a little boring to me now. But I used to I used to love seeing all those guys well, when they're in the booked, ring. When they're booked right, man, they're really good. Like if you do, it right. oh yeah, oh yeah. The one the one that I had was Hulk Hogan eliminating Earthquake. Oh yeah, that's a large man. That was a large man. And then he joined WCW as well mm-hmm. as like Typhoon or something like that. Or no, Typhoon was it? Oh no, I don't. Remember. I don't. They oh were yes, all, they were all. Had yeah, he was. Names like that. He was Typhoon, and then Tugboat was his partner. In yeah, he was a shark. WWE. Right? 
WCW? I don't know. Hmm? We're going off the rails here. <laughs> yes. All right. Let's leave. We're talking right. about Tugboat and Typhoon. Yeah. and No, thank you. Yeah. You guys have a good weekend. A lot of great good wrestling weekend. coming up. <laughs> See you later. See you.